Did you know that people who take regular vacations are less likely to suffer a heart attack? We'll discuss this and other interesting facts about transformational travel on this episode of The Curious Professor. On this episode of The Curious Professor, we'll explore the topic of transformational travel with mindset and transformational coach Dagmar Bryant. But first, a trivia question. What is the flattest place on earth? I'll have the answer for you at the end of this episode. I'm thrilled to have Dagmar Bryant on my podcast today. Dagmar is a mindset and transformational coach who provides personal coaching and training to women in order to empower them to live their best lives. Dagmar and I are both world travelers and explorers, so when she told me about her passion for transformational travel, my curiosity was immediately piqued. I hope this interview with Dagmar will spark your curiosity too. Welcome to the show, Dagmar. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Karen, for having me and being able to share my story with your listeners. You've traveled to 45 U.S. states and a number of countries around the world. What were some of the most interesting places you visited? You're absolutely right. I think the first time I traveled to the U.S. was when I did do the 45 states. That's with an ex-husband. And that was an amazing trip because it was done over 10 weeks and it was a big road trip. And he'd been there a number of times. So I got to see so much. I'm pleased to say I've added a couple of additional uh, states to the U.S. since that big trip. So I'd never been to Hawaii before. So we added Hawaii and I think I actually added Kansas somewhere along the way driving across on the most recent trip across but I think Glenn and I in terms that's my husband we have really got a passion and a love for places in Italy Lake Como is just a personal favorite and it's amazing there's uh, we've been to Venice we've been to Rome we both loved Rome we went to Florence we went to Tuscany so I would say there's it's very hard to differentiate places in Italy in terms of the top 10 because it varies depending on what kind of trip that you're looking for. Are you looking for a little bit of a rest and relaxation like you would find on Lake Como or are you looking for amazing history like you find in Rome? I have not had the opportunity to visit Italy yet but I'm very excited to make a trip there one day. What experience in another country would you say had the greatest impact on you? I would say it's when we actually got to live in the USA. It was something that I wanted to do pretty much forever. And in December 2017, uh, Glenn and I moved to California and we moved and we bought, we actually purchased a property and we lived in a little place called La Habra. So some of your listeners may know that. And it's uh, in Orange County. And that was such an amazing spiritual thing for me. I enjoyed it so much because I felt at peace and at home in 
some way. And it wasn't La Habra, but it was just being in California and getting to do the things I really wanted to do. That was amazing. And I think that had the biggest impact. The trip obviously didn't work out because otherwise I'd still be living there. But um, it's one of those things where you have to experience it. It's just something that I wanted to do for as long as I could remember. And if I wouldn't have done it, I think I would have always regretted it. Mark Twain said travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry and narrow mindedness. What are some ways that you feel that travel has broadened your mind? You know, I absolutely would agree with Mark Twain's statement and travel does broaden the mind. It brings you in touch with different peoples and their culture, their way of living, the way that they have their food. Little things are so different. And, you know, going to Europe and people have siesta in the afternoon and the shops are closed between, I think it's 12.30 and 2 or something like that. And you don't have dinner until 8 o'clock at night. That's a huge cultural change. I'm used to eating my dinner early and you learn so much. Like I think about the amount of stuff that I learned about Americans living in America. It's just fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And I think if everybody got to travel a little bit more, there probably would be a greater understanding from people to people and realizing that we're all people just trying to get ahead. What did you find most surprising about Americans that you didn't know? Well, living in Southern California, I didn't realize how significant the the Spanish, the Mexican influence was. And every, every other corner has a Mexican restaurant on it. And that, that was pleasantly surprising because I actually really love Mexican food. That was a huge, that was, that was just a huge thing. Uh, traveling across the country, I've traveled across the US now a couple of times and you see how different people are in California to New York City to somewhere in the middle of Nebraska. It's just an eye opener. One of the disadvantages that we have in the US, I don't know if you noticed this, but Americans have a tendency to um, overwork. We don't have a tendency to take a lot of vacations the way that other countries do, which is more beneficial to their mental, emotional, and physical health. The European Society of Cardiologists collected data over a 40-year period. Their study showed that people were 37% more likely to die prematurely if they took less than three weeks off per year. There are obvious health benefits to travel. What are some of the other benefits of travel mentally, emotionally, and spiritually? I guess it depends what you're looking for in terms of travel. And again, it's a statement I guess I would agree with in terms of taking travel, vacation days, holidays, whatever you want to call them. Spiritually, if you go to places that have a deep spiritual impact in terms of their culture, take for example the pyramids at Egypt, if you go to Stonehenge in the UK, uh, Machu Picchu in Peru, then that's going to be totally different in terms of the spiritual effect it has on you than going somewhere like a big city. In terms of the mental and the emotional effects, you might find that you have a phenomenal connection with a particular place where you go to and all of a sudden you have this feeling in your heart that says, but I know this place and I may never have been here before, at least not in this lifetime, but you have a connection and affinity to somewhere. And that's an amazing aha feeling. It is an amazing feeling. I love that feeling of feeling connected to a place, even a place that you may have never been before. It's definitely uh, something that I'm not sure a lot of people know that feeling until they actually experience it when they travel to another country, another culture. There's a saying that nobody comes back from a journey the way they started 
started. What are some ways you feel you've changed and grown as a result of your travels? Well, I think back to being a little girl in Germany, growing up there for the first six years of my life, coming to Australia. And Australia had a huge impact on me. And then meeting my now husband and all the journeys that we've taken, it's it's such an expansive experience in terms of who you are. And especially in my kind of work too, it changes how you look at people, I mean, in a good way, and it broadens your horizons, it broadens your mindset to be able to help people in a more expansive way. And it gives you that greater understanding. I remember that big trip that I was telling you about at the start, the one where we got to see the 45 states on the road trip. I swear, I came back to Australia after that trip and I was ready to jump on a plane the next day and go again because that's the impact it had on me. I'd never been overseas before that big trip and it was just phenomenal. I just wanted to go again. I didn't I didn't want to stay back in Australia. It's like, take me on the next trip. Where, where, when's the next trip? When are we going again? I feel that way every time I go on a trip and I come back. I'm <laughs> like, when, when can I go again? Let's start booking it. So I, I'm curious to know how this expansiveness that you're talking about has impacted your work as a coach. Do you feel like you've become a, a better coach or, or you approach coaching from a different perspective as a result of your experience as a traveler? Definitely. Because of your experiences, and I'm a person who will talk to pretty much anybody. So I want to learn, I want to understand what's going on with somebody. And because of that knowledge, that different understanding of someone's experiences, it changes the way you perceive people as a whole. And you come to understand that we all really want the same thing, regardless of what's going on. You want a a family, you want a happy relationship, you want a roof over your head. We're not that different in terms of who we are. But when you see it on the news, for example, and then there's a war going on somewhere, you know, the Middle East or wherever it happens to be, you don't see people in that way. You only see it the way the media portrays it. But when you've actually been there, you can say, well, hold on a minute. That's not my experience. I've been there. I've met the people. I've spoken to them. And what you're portraying is not always what's real. Yeah. So we're human beings and we all have a a connection to the human experience that's very similar. But the things that separate us maybe are language and culture and our experiences as part of a society. But as human beings, it seems like we have more in common with each other than we than we have uh, those external differences. Yes, on the definitely from what I've seen. Although having said that, having stopped over a couple of times in the Middle East, that's definitely different than what I would call the Western world. I found myself, we, my husband and I stopped twice over in Dubai for two days and you're not allowed to touch. Like even though your husband and wife, you're not allowed to hold hands and my husband and I naturally hold hands. And it's like, oh, stop, can't touch each other sort of thing. And I found myself also naturally walking behind him. And that's not me because I consider myself his equal in every way. But there was something almost, you could say in the air, in the culture, you could feel that it was different. And again, it broadens your mind to other people's experiences. Yeah. And and I think if we opened ourselves up to those types of experiences, we might have a world that was more kinder and compassionate, perhaps. Definitely. And don't we really want that for everybody? 
Actor Danny Kaye once said, to travel is to take a journey into yourself. In what ways do you understand yourself better as a result of your travel experiences? I guess I would say that I realize that I've visited many places, not just in this lifetime, because I'm, I definitely believe we've had many lifetimes. And that's part of the work that I've done in the past with past life regression as well. And when you realize that that's part of your existence, then travel can can help you really understand something about who you are and who you may also have have been. You also realize that you're part of not just the little place where you are living, you're part, you're almost insignificant to this big wide world and all these people in it. It brings us to another question where you've stated that home is more than a town where we live or even the country in which we reside. Home is the world and our planet. We are all interconnected. Do you feel like you've been searching for that sense of connection, connection to a place, to other people, or a place where you fit in or where you belong? Yes, I think that's a fair statement. In fact, I don't even remember saying that to you, but yes, absolutely. I guess it was my parents' choice to move us from Germany to Australia. And in some ways, I have always felt a bit of a foreigner in Australia. It hasn't resonated with me like perhaps other countries in the world have. And from that perspective, Yes, it is about finding a place where you do fit in, a place where you do feel at home in inverted commas, because home isn't just your home. One of the things when we were leaving California, we drove across the um, the country from LA all the way across to Boston. And it was a very unusual experience because we ended up putting all of our stuff into storage. And then we had only the bare minimum of what we had. We had it in a big Ford Air. And we stuck stuck that in the back of the car and we had our cat in there as well. And I remember saying to my husband, everything that is near and dear to me is here, right here. We didn't have a home. We were, you know, traveling across the country and we were doing some house sitting, but everything that's near and dear to me is right here in this car. And the most important things at that moment were, were my husband, my cat, and the few things that we did have because everything else was attainable. But what we had in that little car, that was it. And in a way, that's actually a really liberating feeling, realizing that you don't need so much stuff. Do you feel like the pandemic has also brought that lesson to the forefront that perhaps we don't need as much as we thought we did being so socially isolated and distanced and that type of thing that we're experiencing during the pandemic? I would like to say yes to a lot of the people that I've spoken to. I definitely say no to all those silly people who were hoarding toilet paper. They definitely <laughs> Didn't, didn't get that lesson. It's like, you're hoarding toilet paper. What for? Like, for goodness sake, what's wrong with you? But um, it's no, I, I don't think people who were hoarding toilet paper really got that lesson. And there were people who were hoarding hand sanitizer and stuff like that. That's not the mentality of sharing and being kind to others. That's actually really selfish, in my opinion. So a lot of people did get it, but some didn't. Yeah, I would agree with that. I like the quote of yours. If you always play it safe, you don't experience the fullness that is life. Would you tell us about a time that you took a travel risk and it paid off in a big way? I 
would say the biggest travel travel risk was co coming to the USA and coming to to live there. You know, starting a business in a country that you've visited many times, but living somewhere is always different than going there on vacation. And take it was a big risk because we had a business visa that meant that we couldn't get a job, an ordinary job, and there were certain restrictions on that visa. And that's one of the reasons it was make or break, and that was why it was a big risk. Again, I would never ever take it back because to play it safe would have meant that I would have missed out on an absolutely amazing experience. What do you think is the biggest lesson you learned as a result of that experience? Sometimes you just got to take a calculated risk, and that's where one of my philosophies or mottos comes in. You know, life is about taking action. It's it's to take action and to get results. You do have to take calculated risks. Playing safe, we can all play safe. We can stay in our home and never leave our home or our city. But look at what you potentially could be missing out on by stepping outside your front door. How do you integrate that into your coaching? When people come to me, often they are plain and simply stuck. They get caught up in life. And a lot of the times the goals, the dreams, the aspirations that they had for their life have gone on the back burner. So when we're looking at their values and where they're at and where they potentially want to be, I do incorporate some of those philosophies into my coaching because I say to my clients, well, isn't it worth taking a little bit of a risk? You're not doing it. You're not doing something that's absolutely outrageous and something that's dangerous, but you are stepping out of your comfort zone and stepping out of your comfort zone is a great thing. And sometimes in the coaching world, we do have to get over people's limiting beliefs beliefs, we have to help them get through their fears. And they're all factors that you have to take in. But they're the things that we work through as you're working with a client. As the pandemic is, we're starting to see an end of the tunnel here in the pandemic. And I wanted to talk about maybe some upcoming trips that you have in the future. A study by Cornell University states that the anticipation of a trip can increase one's happiness, sometimes even more than the trip itself. What trips are you looking forward to in the future? Well, there's a big question mark over this trip at the moment because we're currently in the UK. We are still in lockdown. We had at the end of December, it just looked like things were getting better and on the improve. And that was before this other strain hit the UK. So we had booked a trip to Greece. And then my husband found a program on Greece and about the islands and the peoples. And we were watching that. I think there were six episodes. I think it was actually on PBS America, which was brilliant. And it just made us really look forward to the trip and we're going yes absolutely we've made the right decision this is the next stage of the journey and we were really looking forward to it it looks like we do have to put that off now because international travel is not allowed until after middle of May and can you believe it we booked it for the week before but it's it's something where yes absolutely when you book something you get really excited there's the anticipation and oh we're going away and we're getting to see a new culture and we're going to have some time by the pool or the beach or whatever it happens to be as well. Well, I hope you get to go to Greece, maybe in the summer. Hopefully. Apparently everyone here is booking trips for the summer like crazy. I'm hoping to be able to travel hopefully in the summer, or maybe in the fall. Is there anything else you'd like listeners to know about you or your work? Well, I would like to just let them know that if they're feeling stuck, if they're unsure of where their own journey is taking them, please give me a call. Let's have a 30-minute discovery session 
to see if I can help you, if we're a good fit, if I'm someone that you want to work with, because that's so important to make sure that, you know, we click, that we resonate and that, you know, you really feel comfortable with me as a coach. That's great. And where can listeners find out more about you? The best place would be my website, which is dagmarbryant.com. I also have a Facebook page and a LinkedIn and it's fairly straightforward. Keep it simple. It's just Dagmar Bryant. There's not too many of me around, so you shouldn't have any trouble finding me. Well, I hope that listeners who feel so inspired will take advantage of your coaching sessions. I appreciate you being here and being a guest on the podcast. Thank you so much, Dagmar, for taking time to be a guest on the Curious Professor podcast. And now for the answer to this episode's trivia question. What is the flattest place on earth? Lake Minchin in Bolivia dried up and became a salt desert. It is the flattest place on earth. It covers over 4,000 square miles, which is almost the size of Connecticut, and is more than 20 times larger than America's Death Valley. We'll end the show with something punny. Why did the librarian get kicked off the airplane? Because it was overbooked. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Curious Professor podcast. If there's a person, place, artifact, or natural wonder that has sparked your curiosity and you'd like for me to feature it on the show, please let me know. My website is thecuriousprofessorpodcast.com. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe to the Curious Professor podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to become part of my community of curiosity seekers, be sure to visit my website, thecuriousprofessorpodcast.com, and join Dr. B's Hive. Until next time, always be learning and be curious with Dr. B.